0: Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh today I've got the pleasure of having my best friend and former co-host Elijah Lane come on to the podcast. I've been meaning to do this for a while, so I'm super excited to have Elijah back. Um makes me real happy. I love I love I love doing podcasts with Elijah, so this is a really big joy. Um for real though. And so uh, today we're gonna tackle a a pretty tough topic, uh, so I needed to call for backup. Uh, <laughs> Elijah, why don't you go ahead and why don't you go ahead and tell the why don't you go ahead and tell the audience about yourself?
1: Uh, how you doing, audience, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Elijah. Um, I'm Nathan's friend, and we just love the discourse. Take take our time to uh, work through hard topics and so forth. Um,
0: what have you had? Going on recently. We'll start off with some small talk. Tell me about what's been going on. Man, Just work, bro. Whatever you're willing to tell the general public, people you don't know.
1: Yeah, man. Just 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 working life, bro. Just work in life, man. Trying to uh you know, trying to strategize, getting out of the rat race, trying to um gain the necessary tools to elevate my economic circumstances. Uh <laughs> um you gotta learn to earn like peter lynch said you know i got a baby i got a wife so they really take up a lot of my time i love hanging out with them so i really don't do much man i'm, I'm really just a bookworm uh article worm do a lot of reading of random topics and and stuff like that bro Uh.
0: so elijah and i used to work at um a job together no specifics but it was an office job this kid just before i left would be coming up with like article after article after article because like when he has a moment he'd be looking things up all the time oh, i'm dude. like dang <laughs> i wish i could look up articles like this kid this is crazy dude i don't
1: know bro it's like in all honesty dude it's really a love hate thing because as soon as I start looking up articles, like I go down this rabbit hole and I literally can it's like watching a YouTube video on conspiracy theory and you see one video and you're like, dude, no way. And then you see something else related to it. And then like six hours later, you're like, wow, did I really just watch all these videos about how the government's trying to take us out?
0: I don't know, bro. Our dad can't even help you. Well, then that thats that doesn't help because you've got like the algorithm helping you. So Yeah, no, like... seriously, right? Seriously.
1: It's like, mm, and check this one out. And what about this suggestion? But how's uh how's Charleston been treating you, man?
0: I don't know, but I've been working on my car. My car's been giving me some trouble. I, we're just about to pay the puppy hey, off. And bit. all of a sudden it just been giving it's been giving us fits. And I think it's a speed sensor issue. Uh so yesterday I got a new sensor for it and I I put it in and the issues with it got even worse. Like Beforehand, it wouldn't tell us the speed, and now it won't even pass like 3,000 RPMs. And you've got to floor it to get it to 3,000 RPMs. And if you don't floor it, it just chills out at 2. Those are your only options, 2,000 or 3,000. There's no in-between. And it's after I've replaced the sensor, so it's got to relate to the, the the vehicle speed sensor, which connects to the transmission. So it makes sense. The transmission's acting up put the sensor in there. Maybe it's something to do with that. Uh, to, re- to put the sensor in there, you've gotta remove all of your uh, intake, your air intake, uh, which directly connects to your turbo. So I gotta remove all that to put it in there. So I'm like, did I break the something in the air? Like the intake? Um, did I break my sensor or did I get a faulty sensor? And it's like, dude, what the heck is going on with this thing? So I'm like, man, just it it would be just as I'm getting this thing paid off. Sheesh, man. Satan trying to bring you down. Thankfully, they're not big problems. I just gotta go in and recheck everything I did because I kinda rushed it. I didn't mean to, but the wind the sun was going down as I was doing it. So it was like ah. Uh... I'd have to be a little quicker about this. So I might have accidentally skipped over something because it was dark by the time I was done. So it's like, maybe I accidentally messed something up. That was my fault. I own that one. I hey, should have you didn't give up,
1: bro. I probably would have went in the house.
0: Dude, so have you seen what's been going on on TikTok recently? This is the last little bit of just chatter. I'm going to call it. Enlighten and, and me, enlighten me, bro. I, there's I, there's uh, this thing about the council and the rogues. These people be LARPing so. in like the worst possible way. You were familiar with LARPing? Live action role play?
1: I feel like you Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So that's like what Hold on a bit. This is like real stuff, right? This is like real
0: life. This this is people pretending in real life. So there's this dude on TikTok who pretends to be part of a council, and he claims to have been part of like leading this council since the four hundred eighties. His job and role on TikTok is to approve or disapprove information passed about men, right? And just general information of that sort. There's this one kid passed out some information and this dude from the council goes, well, I condemn you for that. You, you that was not information you should have disclosed. And this kid goes, well, I don't listen to your council anyway. And now all of a sudden, everybody on TikTok is commenting on their favorite TikTokers page. And they're like, are you part of the council? Are you with the rogue? And it means nothing that's this that's a redundant what question the
1: heck, bro? it's like
0: do you go with the council that has been around since 400 ad which it hasn't it's only been around since tiktok has started a few years ago but it's just this big like and i'm like and i'm actually authentically fascinated about this because like there's a part of this where it's true there is a council it has been approving and disapproving information and there is this dude who rebelled against them so in a certain point this argument is real but only to a certain extent, very small extent. So I'm just sitting here going like, this is weird. This is something you could only do in an era of technology that we're at. Seriously,
1: no, seriously, but you're gonna have to send me those videos so I I can check them out.
0: Dude, they're all over, there's too many, man. They're all over TikTok, man. They're everywhere. It's ridiculous, anyway.
1: It's amazing, bro. It, it is completely amazing the different personalities that you would have never been exposed to if it were not for the internet.
0: Very true. I was thinking about it with um, alternative an alternative culture. So like punk or um, emo, these things would only exist in an era of prosperity that we live in in a modern era. Like in, if we exited an era of prosperity, if we exited this era of prosperity, Punk and Emo wouldn't be able to survive.
1: Bro, we're going to have to talk more about that one day because you've interested me. History is my, you know, I love history. And the fact that you just bring that up, we're going to have to talk about that one.
0: I guess I'll, I'll, I'll talk. with we'll, we'll, we'll set that up later. But anyway, I just find all that interesting because I'm like, modernity is the only scenario in which this could happen. So, it's just interesting. I just, I freaking, I think it's, I mean, there's literally a council out there. Granted, they're pretending to be something they are not at all. But there's, then there was a rebellion within this council. This council that actually exists, even though it's not even close to what it actually claims to be.
1: It's like, and so where's the reality what in the this? Cou- <laughs> it? What is the council? Like, what exactly are they? Like, what are they the authority of?
0: Uh, That's vague. That's vague. They're the authority of content creation. And that's the authority. That's where their authority reaches. But anyway, we've gone way too long down small talk. Um, All right. So today's topic, what we're going to talk about, the topic that is just so difficult, I needed to call for backup, um, is the topic of internalized morals. Which evidently is a misleading term, as it is. Oh, I feel like I I've already jumped a few steps. To be honest with you, because I'm just saying internalized morals, and most people will sit here and be like, "Well, what does that mean?" Like, you—that's a very valid question. You got a very—that's a very good question you have there. Like, what is internalized morals? Why don't you give us a beautiful definition, bro? Well, I mean, like, it's got to start off with like morals, because if you're going to internalize morals, um you got to kind of discuss what, what morals are, which I think having talked about it, you and I have kind of like, you had to add, like eventually stop and ask me, you're like, wait, what do you mean by morals? So, um, but like with morals, the, when I say morals, of course, when you, you hear that word, you think about right and wrong. What is, what is correct? What is incorrect? And so for me, Morality and morals, a lot like faith, need to be based on something that is external. Uh, it is a perceivable concept of something that is beyond you. It is a, a, a perceivable con, uh, per, like concept of of externalness, if you will. Um, so let's say that you did something that I didn't like. Let's just leave it there. You did something I didn't like. I could then look at you and be like, Elijah, point my finger at you, you wronged me, right? Uh to even make that statement, I would have to um I would have to appeal to something that is beyond me and that goes into you as far as authority is concerned. Otherwise, you didn't wrong me. You didn't do anything to me because we're completely cut off. So morals themselves are are a a thing that goes outside of me and outside of you and is a place that is able to hold an authority over both of us in some way or capacity. Otherwise, right and wrong mean literally nothing. So that to me is is morals, but I do something weird with morals. Um, I put morals and align them specifically with the way that the earth was meant to work, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's kind of like... when you think about injustice in your heart, you feel you have this feeling of you, you know, that this is not the way things were meant to be Um, because we kind of look at the world like a, a base. There's like a, there's like a base and there's a dark and a positive and they both kind of fluctuate above the base. We assume that 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 good versus evil is kind of just these these two these two different wavelengths of dark and light that are going above the baseline of creation. Like creation is the baseline and then good and evil go above it. They're both things that have substance and existence and they combat and create all of this, this gray sometimes. Does that all make sense? Yes, sir. And for me, it's not such the case. Morals are the, you have the baseline, Um, ev- like wrong or evil or injustice goes below the baseline. Good goes above. So it's actually um, a negation of, th- of the way things were meant to be. It, so that's kind of for me what morals are. Does that all make sense?
1: Yeah, no, that's a lot. But I mean, it makes sense. Because like you said, you have your baseline, which is the created order. Right? Yeah. And then I guess you would say good is what floats above, or it is the created order. Right? And then bad or wrong is underneath the created order. Because God only created good. Mm -hmm. So it can't exist on the same level as good. It's, it's, an absence of good right it's not a real thing it's an absence
0: i mean we have this in our terminology we just don't apply it like you talk we 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 talk about evil being darkness and good being light we just kind of assume that when it says darkness it just means you can't see and you can hide but darkness is the absence of light so it is the absence of Mm -hmm. good it is absence of the standard so it's in our terminology we just never truly apply it
1: which is which is which is uh uh an interesting point in in and of itself to me in particular but uh so what about like what about these morals like you you were talking about internalized morals so we have we have morality like you're saying good is what floats on that created order okay. or it stays in line with created order and then wrong bad or evil sort of is underneath It's hard to talk about morals just in general, right? Yeah. Right? Because it's like, you can't really pin it down. But since we're defining our terms, we have what morals are. I'm interested to see how do you walk the audience to internalize morals? Like, what does that mean to you?
0: So internalized morals is a moral system built on an, an, an internal reflection. It's built on an internal system. It's built on an internal... um prerequisite it's it's it, it, it's what i feel like society shows its cards is when it says stuff like i don't need a god to tell me what's right and wrong that's an internalized moral phrase that's a that's an internalized mm. morals phraseology internalized morals are when you take morals and put it strictly on the um internalized sense of justice that you have an internalized sense of a morality or an internalized sense of good We do this a lot with things like trying to take God and pin him against love, which is ironic. And if I were to talk about God being pinned against love, I wouldn't talk about internalized morals because there's a much bigger, more glaring problem. But internalized morals are kind of kind of seen seen in this process. When we take morality, take it out of that thing that is above me and you and we internalize it. We try and appeal to the humanity of each of us to build a moral system so that it's something in me and it's something in you, but it's not something beyond me and you. So you look at social injustice, maybe social warriors, maybe um, so forth. A lot of times they'll be based more off identity and internalized processes, such as um, internalized senses of justice. Again, identity and sometimes even emotion or a sense of individual um to develop this this form of justice and i feel like i can get in trouble if i continue on the individualness a bit too much cuz you do have ind- individual rights and liberties as a people like there's a point where individuality and community need to intersect but internalized morals kind of says the bounds of community are built upon how i define myself so mm, pause
1: pause the inconsistency there is a problem right if i i I can't re-say what you just said
0: there's a point where individuality and community need to intersect but internalized morals kind of says the bounds of community are built upon how i define myself
1: but the concept of internalized morals which is an individual feeling which is an individual experience is setting the rules for community in its own head which doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. because how do i know how you feel Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. how how do i know what bothers you Mm -hmm. how do i know what type of hurt you've been through so therefore you may be more prone to a certain type of offense that i have no idea of Mm -hmm. and so internalized morals are an issue right because they're not they they truly do not allow for communal flourishing Mm -mm. it doesn't allow for the community to flourish together but by definition it only includes flourishing of the individual
0: i think what gets us into like a further step and that's a re- that's actually a fantastic point it takes me to kind of where I, w- I want to go as well in that internalized morals develops this internal system of recognition you start entering into the best way i can describe it is gatekeeping are you familiar with that term at all it is a spicy term it is a troublesome term. Some people love it. Some people hate it. And it depends upon the situation because I talked about like, you know, emo and goths being a modern modernity possibility. It's not possible in today. Well, one of the reasons it's even possible is because of something consistent with gatekeeping. Um, but essentially what it is, is that your internalized sense of justice is going to be built off of an emotional uh, trust and it's not going to feel emotional. It isn't it's technically just emotion as we understand it. Uh, when we talk about emotions, we talk about a uh, feeling of happiness or joy, of depression or anxiety. Like these can be termed as emotion, but an emotional appeal is a little bit more than that. It also incorporates things like trust, um, authority. These are emotional appeals. So, because of this, internalized morals relies very heavily on a perception of, of trust, a, per, a perception of authority. So for a community to function in an in internalized moral way, it requires in itself an appeal to authority through through the, the, these formats. And that's where you start entering into technocracies and so forth. So I have a father-in-law. If you've oh, listened to wow. any podcasts, if, if, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, uh, thus far, you know about my father-in-law. I'm, I talk about him a good. I talk about him a good bit because I talk with him a good bit. Okay. We we see each other every day because we work at the same place. It's a great time. It's also the same place is why I've got to study grass a lot. I know more about grass now. I've only read the first chapter. I know more about grass now than I've ever wanted to know. I was talking. I talk with my father-in-law. He does not it's not that he doesn't approve the vaccine it's not that he doesn't approve of the mandates or anything along those lines what he does not approve of is the authority that the government has taken to to implement a lot of the regulations they have for it it sounds like he's an anti-vaxxer he's not an anti-vaxxer he just does not trust something that uses the force that our government has used to implement the mandates it has he feels like if you have to use that type of force. Then it is either inconsistent or you're trying to cheat and cheat him. Um, considering that there were all these this conversation about election rigging going on, it only reinforced even more his feelings towards this. Uh, so he'll he'll say he'll talk with me about like um, Fauci or so forth. We talk about a lot of the inconsistencies when it comes to things. Uh, <laughs> things like the identity politics i go on today i say that very carefully um because i don't want to attack anybody and i but people are going to get triggered no matter what's said so let that mean what it does but essentially we uh we talk about uh, um a lot of the the trust that's used in technocracy and i try to explain to him that a lot of it's based off this internalized morals because our moral system is built upon what's going on 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 the inside and the trust that we build through that, a technocracy is able to develop a trust which uh, to a certain extent, it transcends responsibility. One argument that he constantly uses about Fauci, because he doesn't actually like Fauci at all, um, one of the arguments he uses to talk about Fauci is that he has a bad track record Fauci was around. He he first gained popularity because of AIDS and he's done literally nothing about it. None of the regulations he's put in for COVID have worked. Basically his track record is filled with nothing but failure. So why do people continue to listen to him? The simple reason is because he's the authority. And because of internalized morals, the authority is what we follow because it is what we trust. So to what you were saying earlier about the inconsistency of I don't know what you approve or disapprove of, that's because of these gatekeeping processes. Uh, the social justice warriors you have on social media, the vegan teacher. Um, I don't know many, uh, many other ones by name, but there are lots of them that are on social media that are gatekeeping morality for the general populace. And so that's done um, through appealing to the internalized morals through a sick, twisted use of empathy as well, I feel.